This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, this is Daniel Bill to the microphone with the news, the headlines. The Romanian government will assume responsibility before Parliament for a law package concerning the reform of the state apparatus, the measures aimed at attaining fiscal balance and avoiding tax evasion. The drug-addicted driver who killed two people in a seaside resort in southeastern Romania will not be able to avoid prison says the former Justice Minister and present Senator Robert Kazanchuk. And the Romanian football sides have obtained one victory and a draw in the playoffs of Europa Conference League. The Romanian government will assume responsibility before Parliament for a law package concerning the reform of the state apparatus the measures aimed at attaining fiscal balance and avoiding tax evasion. Wasting public money along with fiscal and tax evasion is preventing the country's development, Romania's Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu has said. The Romanian official will go to Brussels next week for a new round of talks with the head of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, over changing the budget deficit target and, according to some government sources, talks will also be focusing on the fiscal measures package. The opposition has announced its intention to table sanction motions against the PSD-PNL executive. More on this after the news. The drug-addicted driver who killed two in a seaside resort in southeastern Romania will not be able to avoid prison, says the former Justice Minister and present Senator Robert Kazanchuk. In a post on a social network, Kazanchuk explains that the so-called Anastasia Law, which he proposed in Parliament, has already been in force for one month and it stipulates prison sentences for all who, while driving under the influence of drugs or alcohol, kill people in road accidents. The Social Democratic Senator says that Additional prevention measures are needed, such as the interdiction to drive for a long period of time in the case of killer drivers, or even the cancellation of driving licenses for those caught under the influence, irrespective of having committed a road accident or not. We recall that four high officials from the local police have stepped down after the accident. Although the aforementioned driver had been stopped by road police shortly before the accident, they eventually left him alone without testing him from banned substances. 
A government committee is presently investigating the incident in an attempt to discover the faulty procedures the police applied in the aforementioned case. Romania's football champions Farul Constanța on Thursday night secured a 2-1 home win against Finnish side HJK Helsinki in the playoffs of Europa Conference League. In the same stage of the competition, the winners of Romania's Cup, Sepsis Pantugiorge, ended in a two-all draw their game against Norwegian side Bodeu Glimt. The decisive matches for qualifying in the groups of Europe's third football competition are to take place on August the 31st. Romanian Foreign Minister Luminița Odobescu on Thursday talked on the phone with the Deputy Prime Minister of Bulgaria, Maria Gabriel, who is also the head of the Bulgarian diplomacy. According to a communique by the Foreign Ministry in Bucharest, the two ministers have reiterated a common objective of coordination with a view to completing ASAP the two countries' accession process to Europe's border-free area Schengen. Odobescu has highlighted the interest of the Romanian side, also confirmed by her Bulgarian counterpart, in stepping up sectoral bilateral contacts with a view to developing joint projects, particularly in the field of infrastructure. And that was the news. Dear friends, the Radio Romania Board of Administrators decided to temporarily suspend the use of two out of the five Radiocom shortwave transmitters that ensure the broadcast of Radio Romania International's programs because of budget cuts. The RRI programs in English are affected. All of them may be received on only one frequency instead of two as of August the 1st. The frequencies, as well as any other prospective changes operated by Radiocom for to reception monitoring and to your feedback on reception quality will be announced in our broadcasts on our webpage and on Facebook. We invite you to follow RRI's programs online at rri.ro, including On Demand, on SoundCloud, on Android and iOS apps, via TuneIn and via Satellite. You can find more details on our homepage. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn and Spotify. The Romanian government will assume responsibility in Parliament. The opposition collects signatures for sense motions. I'm Elena Enake with more on this topic in a report by Corina Cristea. The Bucharest government plans to take responsibility in Parliament for the package of laws aimed at reforming the state institutions, fiscal balancing measures and measures to combat tax evasion. The waste of public money, not paying taxes and fiscal evasion hindered the country's development, says Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu. Voi pune mandatul pe masă în Parlament pentru reforme și dreptate social. Trebuie să se I will put my mandate on the table in Parliament for reforms as social justice. We have to separate the waters so that Romanians can see who really wants to make reforms and take this country forward and who is against that and fights for privileges and big fortunes. I believe that this is the way I'm letting you know I will move forward with all firmness. That was Romanian Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu. 
Subject to excessive deficit procedures since 2019 and after the data show that the budgetary situation after the first months of this year is worse than the government had anticipated, Romania is in the position of taking urgent adjustment measures, including to avoid losing the European funds. The government taking responsibility in Parliament for the fiscal measures means these measures will be adopted without any debate, so much faster. The government has prepared more than 50 measures to reduce spending in the public system. And according to the Prime Minister, this is the first real reform in this respect. Among the measures are cutting 200,000 vacant jobs in the public system, the reduction of the number of dignitaries and management positions, the merger between institutions, the decentralization of some services, as well as the prioritization of national investment programs, but also the capping of bonuses or cancellation of holiday vouchers for employees of the public system with incomes above a certain level. All these are measures meant to reduce public spending. The government order will also drastically reduce the employees' salaries, trade unions have argued, saying that the normative act is in fact a package of austerity measures. According to the Cartel Alpha trade unionists, the solution is not to cut off the employees' means of subsistence, taxing meal vouchers or food allowances, but rather to significantly reduce the overburdened central government apparatus or even cut public subsidies for political parties. Prime Minister Cholaku and a number of ministers will go to Brussels next week to discuss with the chief of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, the modification of the budget deficit target of 4.4% of the GDP assumed for 2023. Talks will also cover the package of fiscal measures. In Bucharest, USR, the Democratic opposition, have already announced that they will table a sense motion against the PSD Penele government and that, in order for it to pass, they will collaborate with all political forces in Parliament except for our, a populist ultranationalist party. The Alliance for the Union of Romanians will also table a sense motion to block the normative acts that, in the opinion of this party, are likely to push Romanian companies into bankruptcy. Next in this program, sports. Welcome to Sports Weekend. I'm Elena Enake. Romanian athlete Bianca Gelber ranked seventh in the hammer throw event on Thursday at the World Athletics Championships in Budapest. Her throw measured 73 meters and 70 centimeters, 30 centimeters below the bar for qualifying for next year's Olympic Games in Paris. Canadian athlete Cameron Rogers won the gold with 77 meters and 22 centimeters. At the ICF Canoe Sprint World Championship in Duisburg, Germany, the Romanian athlete Catalin Kirilla qualified for the finals of the single canoe race of 1,000 meters. He got the second time of the semifinals. The 1,000 meters race is part of the Olympic program and Catalin Kirilla is world champion. The final will take place on Saturday, as well as the 1,000 meters double canoe event, which Ilya Sprinchen and Oleg Nutzer qualified for.
In the first leg of the Europa Conference League football playoff, Farul Constanza beat the Finnish team HJK Helsinki 2-1 at home on Thursday. The guest scored first through Juna Toivio in the 50th minute. Eight minutes later, the Brazilian Rivaldinho scored for the hosts. The final score was set in the 82nd minute by Mihai Popescu. The other representative of Romania in the playoff, Sepsis Sfântu-Gheorghe, ended the match with the Norwegian team Bond Glimt in a tie, 2-2, on home turf. The Scandinavians scored first in the 19th minute. Sepsi scored two minutes after the break following a penalty shot by the Albanian Isnik Alimi. In the 69th minute, Patrick Berg made the score 2-1 for the Norwegians. However, the team from Kovasna benefited in the 81st minute from another penalty shot, which was turned into a goal by Cosmin Matei. The second leg takes place on August 31st and the winning teams will qualify for the competition groups. During the weekend, there are games counting for the seventh stage of the Romanian Football Super League. On Friday, two games are held, Ocelul Galați Fece Voluntar and Fece Ucraiova Rapid Bucharest. On Saturday, Cefere plays Fece Botoșan in Cluj and Dinamo meets Petrolul Ploiești in Bucharest. On Sunday, Poliaș faces Sepsi at home and Farul is up against Universitatea Craiova in Ovidiu. The last two matches of the stage will be held on Monday. Hermannstadt, Universitatea Cluj and Uta Arad, FCSB. FCSB leads the ranking with 15 points in five games. Next, it's Universitatea Craiova with 14 points in six games. Next in today's broadcast, it's Heat of the Day. Listen to the Romanian band Vunk with the second single released by them this year, called Start and Stop. Start, stop, cine are un mop, să șterg urmele, să n-am cum, să mă întorc din drum, unde sunt grijile, bun, prost. Așa cum am fost, am făcut toate greșelile Dar mi-ar fi plăcut mai mult Sufletul să mi-l ascult Pe internet De parcă n-am niciun regret Păi dar Am ca la orice bairam Că n-am plecat cu cine voiam Și acum La maxim cu volum Uite-mă din nou pe drum Și-au venit și rândul meu Să fiu fericit mereu
Focus on Romania. The Green Planet. Hello and welcome to our ecology feature. The Carpathian Mountains are some of the most important centers for biodiversity in Europe due to their high degree of forestation and major old-growth forest areas. Unfortunately, as forestry was practiced in Romania in the past, biodiversity was not a central aim of forest management. Many times, old-growth trees or damaged mature trees have been harvested selectively, resulting in forest plots with structure and composition that lacked variety. In other areas, such practices led to the preservation of a very small number of old trees and small quantities of deadwood, putting in danger the species of saprozylic insects that are protected under the Habitat Directive. That is according to the website of the Life Rosalia Association. In the past, such species were considered biological pests, and reducing deadwood was done by cleaning it up, by harvesting dried-up trees or dying trees, which are colonies of saprozylic insects. In the past, in some situations, there were even insecticide spraying campaigns, which led to reducing the biodiversity of useful insects. Today, things are changing. Here is what we were told about the importance of such critters by Silvio Kiriak, manager of the project called Conserving Saprozylic Insects in the Carpathians. Insectele astea cinci de care ne-am propus noi să ne ocupăm, fiind vorba aici de rădașcă, de croitorul fal. These five species of insects that we want to deal with, mostly beetles, are dependent on wood. What these insects do, and the reason that they are important for nature, is they decompose wood. Better said, they are in direct relationship with dying trees. They decompose very fast the wood, and that wood enters much faster in the natural circuit of the forest. Without these saprozylic insects, because they are not the only ones, we also have fungi that do the same thing, the wood would not decompose and they would remain dead in the forest for a long time. These decomposing insects are a kind of cleaners, organisms that play a very important role in nature, integrating matter into the natural cycle. There is a fantastical world that runs its business under the canopy of old-growth forests. Each being has its well-established role, and insects are a part of this incredible biodiversity. Without it, ecosystems would suffer dramatic changes. 
Silvio Kiriak told us that conservation measures are paramount. Noi am constatat încă de la bun început când am cerut această finanțare către Comisia Europeană, către programul Live Natura. Right from the beginning, when we applied for this European Commission financing for the Life Nature program, we had noticed that these forests, in spite of being rather healthy, are lacking very old and large trees, which have many holes or other features of rotted trees. Since these insects depend on dead wood and these tree holes, we try to play around with time a bit. We believe that these trees, which often are cut down, could be turned into microhabitats, with micro-cavities in which these beetles can lay their eggs quickly. Turning these into a space insects need in only few a few years. For instance, one of these species of beetles depend on large cavities in trees that are rich in what we call red wood dust. Since our forests lack these trees with holes, we thought that we would make them ourselves, make surrogate hole trees. So we built wood boxes out of soft wood and oak which we filled with dead leaves, sawdust, and protein powders. Within a few years, those surrogate tree holes stuck to the trees will be undoubtedly colonized by these insects. This project, implemented in the Vrancha Mountains, is not only significant locally, but scientifically. Am considerat că este foarte important să înțelegem ce obiceiuri au aceste insecte pentru că datele din literatura We believe it is very important to understand the habitats of these insects because data is sorely lacking in the scientific literature. It is very important for example to understand over what distances these insects travel between colonized trees. And so, for the first time for this neck of the woods in Europe, we acquired radio transmitters that weigh only 0.15 grams. We mounted these emitters on many specimens and followed them around over the summer, cataloging their habits and seeing what microhabitats they depend on. We will aggregate data for a period of four years and in 2025 we will put together a national action plan to conserve these species all over Romania. Basically, the experience we gather here, working with these five species in the Carpathian Elbow, will be applied by extrapolation to other species. It will be implemented in other, other Natura 2000 sites and other protected areas where these insects live. They need these and other activities in order to be preserved for the future. You have been listening to Green Planet. Listening to Radio Romania International. Next on Radio Romania International a music break, listen to Dora Gaitanovic and a song called Anna.
This is Radio Romania International, cultural event. Hello, I'm Cristina Mateescu. This year, the Polyrom Library, one of the most important collections of world literature in Romania, celebrates its 25th anniversary. Coordinated by the literary critic and writer Bogdan Alexandru Stănescu, and from 2019 by the translator Dan Croitoru, the collection forms part of one of the biggest post-communist publishing houses in this country, Polyrom. The latter publishes books of contemporary Romanian literature, history, humanities, religion and world literature, while its Polyrom library collection is its best-selling project. Its best-selling author is the American writer J.D. Salinger whose son, Matt Salinger, recently travelled to Bucharest to attend the 25th anniversary of the Polyrom Library Collection. On that occasion, the coordinator of this collection, Dan Croitoru, spoke about the importance of J.D. Salinger for his publishing house. One of the pillars of the Polyrom Library Collection for the past 25 years has been the American writer J.D. Salinger, who is famous all over the world and whose books have been published in millions of copies. Four of Salinger's novels were translated into Romanian and published as part of the Polyrom Library Collection. The novel Catcher in the Rye, translated by Cristian Ionescu, a new translation we published in 2005, Franny and Zoe, translated by Mihaila Dumitrescu, Nine Stories, translated by Marcel Cornish-Pop, and Raise High the Roof Beam Carpenters and Say More, an introduction, translated by Antoinette Aralian. Actor and film producer Matt Salinger has been, since 2010, when his father died, the executor of J.D. Salinger, who continues to enjoy just as much fame today, not only on account of his books, but also his seclusion, something some of his fans did not understand. His son says he understood his father's decision to reject fame and that now he is doing his duty to promote his work. 
Matt Salinger about J.D. Salinger. I think my father wrote about what is best of humanity, our capacity to love, our capacity to find beauty, our desire for authenticity and freedom. The themes that were central to his work, I think, are really important for everyone in this world. So does it surprise me that his work still strikes a chord in people? No. I'd be really depressed for humanity if they didn't. He was a terrifically funny man. I don't think that would surprise people because his sense of humor comes through in most of his work. But he was uproariously funny. So he was always entertaining to be around. He would always pay attention and really listen to anything I asked him or told him, which I don't think all fathers do. It's something I certainly tried to learn from him and, and be that way with my children. But he was attentive and fun. And I knew if I asked a question that I would get a really measured and thoughtful response. And that's maybe rare. I knew I was lucky to have him as a father. The unpublished manuscripts on which J.D. Salinger was working before he died are also in Matt Salinger's care and will be published sometime soon. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next in the program, we have our classical music feature. I am Colin Kotsoyu, and tomorrow, on August the 25th, we'll be celebrating 105 years since the birth of the legendary conductor and composer Leonard Bernstein. We start with the overture to the operetta Candide written by Leonard Bernstein in 1956. Thank you. 
Next, we could not miss playing a fragment of the legendary West Side Story with soprano Mihaela Mija and tenor Dorin Teodorescu. And to wrap up, let's listen to famous Portuguese interpreter Jesus de Solaun as a soloist with the Age of Anxiety for Piano and Orchestra. He is accompanied by the Giorgio Enesco Philharmonic. Mm-hmm. 
Living Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next, Through the Looking Glass. Welcome to a new edition of Through the Looking Glass. I'm your host, Elena Enake, inviting you to stay tuned for the next few minutes to have a look together with me at the 2023 edition of Key Figures on Europe. The sixth edition of Key Figures on Europe provides, just like the previous editions, an insight into recent developments across the European Union with regard to people and society, the economy and business, the environment and natural resources. The document, drawn up by the Eurostat, the Statistical Office of the European Union, should not, however, be considered as representative of the European Commission's official position, according to a disclaimer of the institution's website. Our main focus will be, of course, on Romania, and this time we will only look at the situation in Europe in terms of population and education. The first aspect considered is related to population. According to the document, over the last decade, the total number of inhabitants in the EU grew at a relatively slow pace when compared with historical developments. During 2020 and 2021, the EU's population declined. 
To some extent, this reflected the impact of the COVID-19 crisis. As of January 1, 2022, there were 446 million people living in the EU, which was 265,000 less than a year before and 750,000 less than in January 2020. There are considerable differences in population levels between EU member states, from 0.5 million in Malta up to 83.2 million in Germany. Together, Germany, France, Italy, Spain and Poland were home to almost two-thirds of the EU's population. Romania's population is currently 19 million. According to the Eurostat's projection, one in 25 people, or 4.1% of the global population, will be living in the European Union by the turn of the century. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Between 2012 and 2022, the EU's population rose 6.2 million and net inward migration was the driving factor behind this growth. The rate of population increase during this period was highest in Malta and Luxembourg, with their populations increasing overall by almost one quarter. At the opposite end, the biggest decreases in percentage terms were observed in Croatia, down 9.7%, and Latvia, down 8.3%. Romania reported a natural decrease in the number of inhabitants, that is, more deaths than births, just like Latvia, Lithuania, Croatia and Greece. And the situation was reinforced by the net outward migration which means more people emigrating than immigrants arriving, leading to a decline in population numbers. In terms of life expectancy, according to the Eurostat document, the impact of the COVID-19 crisis diminished its level both in 2020 and, to a lesser degree, in 2021. Life expectancy at birth across the European Union in 2021 was 82.9 years for women and 77.2 years for men. The narrowing gender gap witnessed during the previous two decades was reversed during the pandemic. Among the EU member states, the highest average life expectancy at birth for both sexes in 2021 was recorded in Spain at 83.3 years, while the lowest was in Bulgaria, 71.4 years. Life expectancy in Romania is between 75 and 80 years. Women had higher life expectancy than men in every EU member state. In terms of education, this year's edition of Key Figures on Europe shows that the risk of poverty, unemployment or social exclusion is higher among people leaving school at a relatively young age. In 2022, the share of early leavers in the EU was 9.6%, ranging from 15.6% in Romania to 2.3% in Croatia. Young men in the EU were more likely than young women to be early leavers from education and training. 
In 2022, this gender gap was apparent in the vast majority of EU member states, with Bulgaria and Greece the only exceptions, with a higher share of early leavers among young women than young men. The largest difference between the sexes was recorded in Estonia, where the share of early leavers among young men was 6.8 percentage points higher than that for young women. Relatively wide gender gaps were also observed in Spain and Latvia. By contrast, there was almost no difference between the sexes in terms of their share of early leavers in Slovakia and Slovenia. There are also differences in terms of number of foreign languages studied in each country. Some 61% of general upper-secondary students in the EU were studying two or more foreign languages in 2021. At least 99% of all general upper-secondary students in Luxembourg, France and Romania were studying two or more foreign languages, compared with less than 15% in Ireland and Portugal. In 2020, there were 4.2 million university graduates across the EU. Female university graduates, 2.4 million, outnumbered their male counterparts, 1.8 million. According to the Eurostat document, this pattern of more female than male graduates was repeated for a majority of fields of study and was particularly apparent among those having studied education, where there were more than four times as many female as male graduates. By contrast, there were almost four times as many male as female graduates among those having studied information and communication technologies. Dear friends, that's been all from Through the Looking Glass today. I leave you in the company of music. Listen to DJ Project and Andia with a song entitled Weaknesses. Pașită-i pe asfalt Ne pierdem și nu ușor E lupta orgolilor Derapă mi iertat E murit repetat Și mă doare uitarea Ca ai să uit să-ți dorești Mă doare și marea Vreau să mă răstrești E gol Să uit să-ți dorești Mă 
Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk. Listen to Laura Lavric with a song about her fellow Romanians. And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl.ri.ro.